cut. Well, well, well. Here we go. Broadcasting live from a Chevy's restaurant in Pomona. (laughs) (laughs) We are chips and guacamole. In the dojo. Oh, yeah. To my left, from Detroit, Michigan. Gary Cannon. To my right. Oh, boy. From Parts Unknown. Shut up. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Headlining, touring, stand-up comedian, Steve Byrne. By the way, we're going to be in Pittsburgh for New Year's Eve. I'm very excited about that weekend. That's right. We'll be in uh, Pittsburgh New Year's Eve. We'll be together in Chicago Saturday, February 6th. Lincoln Hall Theater, two shows, 7 and 9.30, I believe. I'll be taping my fourth hour special in Chicago, so come on out. Gary will be there warming up the crowd. (laughs) I will be doing comedy. Um, So here we we are. We just got back. We were in D.C., we got back from D.C. recently yeah. to D.C. Improv with a great friend of ours, Bill Crawford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think... Had a great night on Friday night, that Friday night. One out of every two meals, once a day, I think we went to Smash, or what is it, Shake Shack? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That Shake was great. Shack, so that was good. But uh, I got to tell you, it was it was great for me. I, you know him certainly better than I do, but uh, we got to hang out on Friday night with Dave Chappelle. Chappelle came was by. was with uh, Tony Woods. Yeah. Uh, Tony Woods is a guy I knew from the Boston Comedy Club that's closed now, but that, that used to exist uh, back in, in the day in New York City when I was starting off, and Boston was one of the clubs that had me. And Tony was somebody I always looked up to, and he was instrumental in getting Chappelle started. I, I believe he was like a mentor to him in D.C. And then uh, so Tony really knew Dave quite well, and then they both came down to the, to the show. Yeah, it was weird because we, was were awesome. sitting, we were sitting in the green room, uh, on Friday night, and Roy Wood Jr. comes in because he was covering the march for The Daily Show that weekend. That's right. We were there on the weekend of the the, the big anniversary of that. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, five minutes later, Chappelle and Tony Woods walk in, which was crazy. And then yeah. Roy had to leave because he had to wake up early the next day to cover that. So then it was just crazy to me because Chappelle said, hey, we're going to go grab some dinner. Why don't you guys come with us? And Crawford and I are like, holy shit, this is the greatest, yeah. right? It's, it's so funny because – you're starstruck. I remember when we were in Vegas, me and you were in Vegas mm-hmm. years ago. We were doing the South Point Casino. It was me, you, and Gareth, and Vince and Peter, Vince Vaughn and Peter, Billingsley were all staying at the Wynn. Right. Hanging out at the pool. They invited us over there to the cabana. And it just And how us. much was the cab from the Econo Lodge to the Wynn? <laughs> uh, if you wanna if you wanna start poking already. Just go. Tell your um, awful story. So but it, it's just funny, you're you're in this great environment and you're like Boy, I really want to get a picture. But I don't know how I can do this and <laughs> yeah. not look like I'm, you know, not well, part of this. And when we were with Chappelle, it was just like it was very cool because, you know, when I was doing comedy in San Francisco, Chappelle would always come on Sunday nights and perform and just do surprise drop-in sets. Mm-hmm. And it was just awesome to be hanging, having dinner with me, you, Bill Crawford, Chappelle, and Tony, which just the five of us at yeah. this Italian restaurant. And it was funny because Chappelle was so quiet and just m- mellow. And Tony Woods was so goddamn funny. Yeah, <laughs> he literally looks at this this waitress who comes up to us, and I don't know if she was I don't know what was she was from another like cool. Russian or something. Yeah, yeah. and uh, he said, "Can I?" T-? She said, "Can I take your order?" And he said, uh, "Do you all have a hat rack?" Because he's wearing like a fedora, like yeah. he's wearing. And she's like, "Sorry, sir, no hat rack." And he's like, 
I'm fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> like, it looked like this great moment from a sitcom. Yeah. And she literally was so terrified. She walked around, did a 180 around the table. Yeah. And came over and she's like, can I help you, sir? <laughs> but he got her back. He got her back so good because he's a pro. And he made her laugh and he, he broke it down. And then he said, he said, you know, you are just absolutely stunning. You are beautiful. Right. And she said, oh, thank you so much. He goes, he goes, you should think about me tonight. She goes, oh, I should? He goes, yeah, my name's Tony. She goes, oh, it's nice to meet you. I'm so-and-so. He goes, what's Tony backwards? She goes, I don't know. He goes, why not? <laughs> and I was like, that's a great line. But, but Chappelle is literally, he's the prior of our generation. He's literally the, the gold standard. He's the comic everybody looks up to. And there's a reason he's been off the air and he still goes out and sells out arenas and theaters yeah. and still tours. And I mean, it was so cool, too, because I even as a comic, I was like, oh, he's here because he wants to go up. He's like, no, I'm here to hang, man. Right. I was like, oh, geez. That's it was just as great. So flattering that he just wanted to come and hang and be with other comics. Yeah. Plus, he didn't want to go up in front of 16 uh, be people. Be with other comics. Uh, he didn't want to perform in front of 16 people. No. He showed up. I got my he was digging first. Busier. I got my digging for <laughs> Fuck you, Gary. Do you, know that the, do you know that people who listen to this show, all six of them have a drinking game that people play? Uh, so basically people drink if, if you tell me to fuck off. Oh. And then people drink when I ask if you got a bonus at a club. <laughs> so I, I, people are shit canned like eight minutes in. I didn't realize this. So worst. I just want to say to my mom who's listening. You shit on your own show. Guys, by the way, we want to say real quick, thank you so much for all the positive tweets, the nice reviews on iTunes, the ratings, all that stuff. Keep those coming yeah. because we definitely like to hear the constructive criticism, the feedback from you guys. Uh, so keep keep plugging away. Let us know on iTunes what you think, how many stars you want to give us, um, all those reviews. Um, and that leads us into what we, we talked – we referenced this a few <laughs> weeks ago where <laughs> – well, I thought this would be a fun topic to talk to today <laughs> where we shitting on me talk about reviews or the fact that due to social media or the Internet that everybody has a platform, a voice to talk about whether they liked or disliked something. Right. Uh, every one out of five comics has a Yelp review bit. Uh, you know, We're not going to do that, but but we just think it's, it's kind of funny to go through and maybe – talk about some of these reviews that we could read online. And, and we had this idea because when we were in D.C. a couple of weeks ago, mm -hmm. you said to me, hey, did you read what somebody posted about you regarding the show? And I said, no, what, what did somebody say about me? And and basically the review was, get rid of Cannon. He's dead weight on the show. And it's yeah. always funny because, listen, I, I, I can't possibly shit on people and then take a review seriously or take it seriously when somebody shits back on me. But it was funny to me because I was like, who could possibly think that I'm bad for this show? <laughs> Me. Other, other than you. I do. But you know what I mean? It was just like I, I couldn't believe that somebody would – because I was like, wow, I think I'm doing a pretty good job. But yet somebody didn't think so. No, they probably work in the industry. It was uh, it was Twitter handle uh, Bieber. Bieber? <laughs> okay, so, so these are some of the reviews we got on iTunes. Love it. Great new podcast. Was that five stars? Uh, two stars out of five. Amateur for Steve Byrne fry from Papa Panda. I freaking love Steve <laughs> Byrne on stand-up. He's amazing. But listen to these two try to one-up, outdo, and put each other down is my type of comedy. If you're into the uncomfortable feeling akin to sitting at the dinner table while your parents fight, you'll love it. That was That's Papa really, Panda. Yeah, that was Papa Panda. Absolutely love it from your jag-off. I love the banter back and forth. My favorite part is the prizes with the phrase that pays. Sure. Uh, we need more than one a week, which is nice. Keep up the awesome podcast. Steve, I wish I could say, say the same for you, Gary. Really great podcast. Keep up. Uh, thanks for the laughs. 
That is from Ox Cartwheel. Uh, here we got one from Patrick Wong, ATX. I'm assuming that's Austin, Texas. I'm not sure. It says it's going to be the Gentleman's Dojo is going to be a contender. This is three out of five. The dojo is an acquired taste. The rapport between the hosts is one of mutually respectful disdain with constant one-upsmanship and topping. Two wary comics circling each other looking for an opportunity to strike. They clearly <laughs> love what they do for a living and are just trying to make this podcast thing so many of their peers have embraced with very levels of success. Like any good comedy show, the, the podcast has gotten better and more refined with each episode. That's nice. Love this podcast from Joe Peterson. Always 30 minutes. It's easy listening. Steve is great. Gary needs to change his Twitter handle and put a shirt on. (laughs) (laughs) Enter the Dojo from Farad Muhammad. This is one of the podcasts I look forward to listening every week. I remember both Burning Cannon from Tapings to Sullivan and Son. I've attended, and it's so great that their rapport has continued after the show's cancellation. I've hung around with a lot of comedians over the years, and the good-natured ribbing about each other's careers the hosts do is not only par for the course, but also rapid-fire and hilarious. Uh, it goes on and on. It's just really, really complimentary. What was Sullivan and Son? Fuck you. Good could be better. Three out of five. Love Steve <laughs> Byrne. This is a good podcast. Not terrible, but would enjoy it more if they had better guests. Maybe answer fan questions or at least take phone calls. Just something a bit extra to make it a little more entertaining. Better guests. Owen Benjamin? Who the fuck's Fuck this guy? Fuck you, Gary. Love it. Five stars. How about making the show a little longer? That'd be great. So, you know... Right. One wants it likes it shorter, one likes it longer, whatever. But these are some of the reviews. Your wife likes it longer. Fuck off, Gary. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, we do appreciate all those all those What's uh, that Papa Panda call it? Reviews. That's that's really nice. Um He's so maybe at some point we'll, we'll take we will take uh some phone calls, but keep calling in. It's it's nice to hear those yeah. things and it seems that it's overwhelmingly positive. I can't say the same for you on Gig Masters. We yeah. did reference this earlier in another podcast, but right. why not talk about this? Gary did a... If this makes you feel good, sure. A, a, a gig in Las Vegas. Yep, this I took was a gig. in 2012. Wow, a long time ago. Uh, so on Gig Masters, there's a star rating for one, two, three, <laughs> four, five different uh And I paid for this of... service, or I paid for this service you do. to put my resume online for people to find me and get work in wow. and around California. Yeah, I paid maybe $100 for this thing. Wow. I took all of my Sullivan and Son money, pulled it together. <laughs> so you paid for this. <laughs> sure. Overall satisfaction, one out of five stars. <laughs> Professionalism, three out of five stars. That's good. Accommodating, three out of five stars. <laughs> Recommend, one out of five stars. Here's the best one. Overall talent. How many th- How many stars do you think you got? I think, well, if, if, Overall if, talent, three. how many you think? One. <laughs> one out of five. Well, you can't You can't give three out of five Oh, here we go. Was comp to hotel. <laughs> Never showed up for any of the activities to meet. Access his audience. Wanted reimbursed for a tuxedo, which he wasn't wearing. Right. Arrived immediately after scheduled to perform. His material was stale, nothing fresh. He was loud and obnoxious without being funny. Even his Botox jokes, it was a cosmetic surgery organization, were not funny. About 15 minutes, the president of the foundation asked him to leave. He was polite and exited without incident. <laughs> wow. Now, does that affect you? Oh, it did. Yeah, when yeah, you yeah. Read this? Does of it course. hurt or are you just like, you know what? I've I've gotten so many of these. Well, no, no, no. I, I think the problem with that show specifically was yeah. they gave me half the money up front, and they were going to pay me the other half that night. The problem was when I went in there, the woman who hired me, who essentially wrote that review, mm-hmm. said, hey, listen, all of our team members have been drinking since noon. 
I want you to know that these people are pretty hammered. And I said, hey, listen, I don't think that this is the best environment to be doing a comedy show. Right. Plus, they wanted me to perform in the middle of a restaurant. People are behind me, in front of me. It's like in the round. Mm-hmm. And I just said, I don't think this is the best environment. She said, do the best that you can. So literally, my first joke was, hey, as a little kid, I had two dreams in life. I wanted to be on Letterman and perform for a bunch of Botox physicians. I said, one of them is mission accomplished tonight. That got a decent laugh. Then I'm trying to pull out of the hole from there because nothing else is working. Some guy throws a napkin at my face. So the, your material is not working. The, <laughs> I think if I had done a little – by the way, this, this is so funny. I don't know if I ever shared this story with you. Years ago, my buddies and I were performing in like Medford, Oregon, some shit gig that you're probably headlining later this year. And uh, <laughs> and if not, your manager should call them. Okay. But we were We were dying so badly that we all said, hey, let's do a joke that our friend does – on the road, let's do that joke and see if it works. And it's so funny because all of our jokes were dying except the one joke that we would throw in for my buddy. So we would throw in one of his jokes. That was the only joke that worked was oh. his joke. And it was so embarrassing because we're like, well, this guy would be killing up here if <laughs> this guy were headlining up here. So my only problem with this whole gig in Vegas was that they still owed me seven fifty. Right. That I was worried if they were going to pay me. The woman at the end of the night didn't have the check, which but she, she got said it she to would. You. Oh, I, I've We've been had down to, this road before. I had to fight for it. Absolutely. So do these reviews affect you, though, when you read them? Does it hurt or? I think not Not now. I think back then it did. I was a little rattled just because I wanted to do well for this website, for this Gigmasters bullshit <laughs> website. Because I obviously wanted to get more work about it. Right. By the way, the next gig, because I only have two reviews on this website. The next gig, I took way less money to do the gig. But I said, will you do me a favor? No matter what happens, will you write me a good review? Well, you and know what's it was, funny? It was it's a birthday here. show. Yeah. And he gave you great stars. Everything right. is five stars. You were terrific in all caps, whatever. And obviously... It did work because I don't see another review after. <laughs> no one hired That's, you since. No, it had. Well, Awful. you you fired me. Fuck off. Either, even even I'm in Vasani. Okay, I'm at Vasani Comedy Club uh, <laughs> down in Port Charlotte <laughs> just recently, and. What is that? I mean, it is, is that an Italian restaurant. You don't know what it is. It's an Italian restaurant that it's it's like a supper club. I, I would equate it to a supper club. So I'm performing there, and then you troll me. Hi, I manage. A buca de pepo in Riverside. Would you consider performing for our breadsticks? Hashtag chicken parm. You can go fuck off. <laughs> Steve Byrne. Been sick all week after seeing you at the Olive Garden in Long Beach. Not sure if it was the chicken parm or the sausage party. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hi, Steve. I manage a Red Lobster. Would you consider jumping ship to seafood or are you an exclusive Italian guy? <laughs> By the way, I'm literally, I'm literally blowing You're up. You're trolling I'm me. I'm literally blowing up your Twitter at 6 in the morning. Yeah. California time. And you text me. You're like, don't you have anything better to do? And I'm like, no. Like, why are you awake? <laughs> Like, I don't even get Twitter notifications for my account. You do, and I think you troll them. But so, but, but then I wrote to you that, that there was the guy who you did his radio show, right? And I asked him, I said, uh, hey, did you ask Steve what's a good pasta to compliment shitty jokes? <laughs> Jesus, Gary. All right, so, so here we are. This Italian restaurant is garbage. So I'm going to give you an example. As a comic... Of, do they bother you? Do the reviews bother you? Or well, you, this, no. is, this is something I'd like to bring up, okay? So I did Conan. I think this is... This is 2012, the same year that you were on Gigmasters. So while you're on Gigmasters, I'm on television. So And by the way, those both ended in exactly 2012. You haven't done Conan, I haven't done Gigmasters. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, the sad thing is you're doing Conan now, and I'm, I'm probably going to be on Gigmasters. <laughs> okay. So, so I'd like to give you an example of 
what when when folks out there review because i think for most people most people generally speaking you me we watch something on netflix yeah you go eat you go back it's or gone. you don't right or i watch the movie i go i turn them off i'm like oh that was good that's yeah. it i don't go to the keyboard and I've never really written a positive review. I've never written a bad review. I don't know. It's just I, I would rather go on with my life. Well, your good buddy Sebastian has that great joke about Yelp and how he says when he's eating, he's like, the pasta sucks. That's the review. I'm leaving. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. he's not going to go home and type a big, long page about the broccoli spears. I mean, it's just it's in and out, right? Yeah. But it's, it's easy. Like, people do want to go and voice their opinions about things. So here's an example of something. As a comic where you do a joke... And it is taken one way. And I've always mentioned this in my second special, my third special, where I think people hear trigger words and they can't get past it. So this is the joke, and I'll let you I'll let you hear it. And then I'll explain my side after I read some reviews. Here we go. Um, this is me on Conan, and it's titled, Steve Byrne Puts the British in Their Place. Solomon and Son, uh, very yes. funny show. You have a, a diverse cast. A lot of uh, ethnic groups, a lot of countries, yes. a lot of nations represented in this throughout the show, who's not represented? The one group of people I didn't put in was the Brits, because the Brits, uh, I'm just tired of them coming over to our country on our television shows, letting us know how crappy you are. Gordon Ramsay, you can't cook. Simon Cowell, you can't sing. Superman, you can't take care of your kids. It's like, look, you bastards are from an island the size of Louisiana where the sun never shines. Right there, you know God doesn't like you. <laughs> You've been chewing rocks for centuries. Your teeth's messed up. You like soccer, no black soccer. Your food's bland. You can't own a gun. You worship a fake monarchy that has no real power in the world, and you bastards haven't done jack squat since pour some sugar on me. So stay in your decrepit little crappy island. This is America. We got cheese in our pizza crust. We got cupcake wars. America. And okay. I see why that was your last appearance. <laughs> okay, so. I like how you left in the big applause break at the end. You know the executive producer was just hitting that applause sign button. Go ahead. What were you going to say? No. <laughs> so here we go. Uh, puts the British in their place. This is a combination of racism, racism, stereotyping, and that weird but not misplaced inferiority complex Americans have when it comes to the English. Uh, many Brits are taking his joke seriously because some of them are true. Get over it. Uh, this America. Uh, nobody likes soccer except the millions of people outside America. Soccer. Okay. Uh, it's somewhat ironic how fellow Brits mock Americans for not understanding irony, but the moment an American is overtly offensive about British people is evidently ironic. Uh, that goes on. Okay. There's uh, no one likes soccer. I wish Russell Brand was there. Sorry. Never, ever heard of this dickhead, and that's how I like it. It's not our fault you feel inferior. Find a bridge and get over it. Get on with your life. After all, apparently, you're never going to die. Oh, yes, you are. Even big-headed Americans haven't figured that out yet. Signed, Andy Richter. <laughs> um, okay. Let me see. So this guy's a comedian. Is he going to start being funny? Sure. Everybody cheer for the racism. That's normal. I'll have you know that the only real Americans are the guys you like to call Red Indians. You are practically British yourself. That is where you came from. Okay. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. Typical Yank, self-obsessed, egomaniac, gun-touting, redneck, big mouth, little intelligence, moron of the highest order who thinks all the world should just be like the USA. He said we're not allowed to own a gun. Well, I think that's best, looking at America's record, da-da-da-da. Uh, yes, British people make jokes about America. 
da-da-da-da-da. Without Britain, this prick would be speaking Native American. American's the most fucked up country. It just goes on and on. Huh, this is comedy. I mean, don't get me wrong. <laughs> How many reviews are there? I mean, there's a lot. I mean, this just goes on and on and on. Do you remember when we shot Sullivan? Hold on. Son? American with an Irish last name who looks Chinese, fucking mongrel. I think he is angry because his great-grandmother gave my great-grandfather a gum job for a bit of opium back in the day. Steve is just jealous because our superior accents that gets the chicks over there in America... What were you going to say, Gary? Oh, I mean, don't you remember when we did Sullivan and Son and the reviews for that show? People were like, uh, it, it sounds like there's a laugh track on the show. It just, I mean, oh, yeah, like yeah. over and over again. Like, so when just did like... racism become acceptable? Um, so this goes on and on and on. Just, you know, I'm racist. I'm a moron. I'm American. We, so we have guns. You can't own a gun. Look at all these morons taking, you know, it just goes on and on and on. I mean, there's so many comments just just really, really just bashing me. Is Steve Byrne a chink or Native American? <laughs> um, yellow shit. I mean, for- Arguments awful. So it just goes on and on and right. on. So here's the thing. You listen to the joke, right? And I'm stereotyping the Brits and making fun of them. You haven't done shit since pour some sugar on me. And then the the punchline of the joke is, this is America. You don't fuck with America. Right. We got cheese in our pizza crust. We got cupcake wars, motherfucker. We're never going to die. It's like that cavalier attitude is so American. And here I am making fun of the things that is American. Cheese in our crust, cupcake wars. I mean, that's, that's where we come with... with you know, with what we're watching on TV is people baking cupcakes, and there's actually a war right. about it. And I'm making the joke about America, or that we're just as guilty of some of the stereotypes as another country, and it just whew, right over their heads. Right. And then now I'm an asshole. I, you know, I'm racist. I'm considered racist for making fun of British people, but I'm making fun of Americans at the end of the joke. But nobody. Gets so, that. so if you look at like so so you look at where you are kind of in the comedy public figure spectrum, right? And mm-hmm. you look at how much shit you get for a certain joke, a show, whatever that is. How often, like, if Kim Kardashian opens up her Twitter feed, mm-hmm. how many notifications do you think she has of just people shitting on her? You're no talent. You're this. You're that. You're piece of shit. Like, I mean, because that's yeah. a bigger extreme, right? And, and listen. I would agree with that, right? And there are so many people that I don't think are talented that are making money, so many shows that I think are garbage that are somehow continuing on the air. But I would never have the balls to sit down and write something critical to somebody who has somehow found a way to make a living. It always fascinated me, too, to go to a baseball game. But it's because you do it. It's because you do it. But it's like people don't think that way because they're at home. They get done with work. They go on Netflix. I mean, so Champion is available on Netflix. And just some of these reviews you read, it's it just like the the backbone or the foundation of, and I always set it up this way in the Burn Identity and Champion, where I talk about, you know, we all live with each other. We should all love and respect each other. But that doesn't mean you can't make fun of each other. And then people just take it seriously. It's like, first review I have ever written. 
Had to write this because Steve Byrne is not funny. He is just rude. There's no humor or wit in his presentation, just arrogance. I could only watch 10 minutes, then turned it off. So sorry he hates fat women and just all women. Really? Oh, wait, I'm a woman. I'm gone. I would rate the zero stars, but I have to get one because they won't let me post anything less. It's like, I obviously don't hate women. I married a woman. Right. I love women. I respect women. And so you can hear a joke about how I say, I feel bad for girls. They're forced to grow up so quick. What's forced toy a little boy gets? A gun, truck, bike. What's forced toy a little girl gets? Another little baby girl. And then I go into that whole joke about how tough it is for women to grow up. But they don't hear that joke. They don't hear the joke about how I respect women or how I feel bad. They just hear these trigger words and think, I come out of the gates, which I explained to you in Champion, it's like a sucker punch. You come out with just a joke that's a little jolting where, you know, I do that joke about Precious and then I say, (laughs) you know, about the movie quotes. Right. And then anytime I see a fat girl go to his bathroom, I assume she's taking a shit. Which is just, it's just a silly joke. It's like, do I really think that? Do I think fat girl? It's just like, no, it's just sarcasm. It's a joke. And I just don't get it that... All of a sudden, she does. She watches ten. And look, that's that's the nature of Netflix. You have millions of options. So right. yeah, if you don't get something within the first ten minutes, I'm not your cup of tea. Fine. But these people just made it through 15 minutes before turning it off. wasn't worth the time. Not as funny. Um. You know, much desired. Steve leaves much to be desired with his stand-up special that comes off feeling more like a late-night talk show than last an hour, half hour. Uh, Steve's lazy segments. I like theaters, but I usually perform in comedy clubs. Those are in malls. I hate shopping. We'll have you groaning the entire time the audience is applauding. And the audience applauds a lot. I wouldn't be surprised if before Steve's, Steve came out, he said, we'll give you $50 to whoever claps the most. <laughs> Seriously, the pacing of this special is absurd. Steve tells a lame joke. The audience claps for what feels like hours. Burn, wait for it to die down. And then makes yet another half-ass segue. It's comparable to those moments in grade school when the teacher would wait for absolute moments of silence before they continued the lesson. Any reviewers calling Steve an edgy comedian needs to stop hosting this moron spring flips and get out there in the real world. Was that Papa Panda? (laughs) (laughs) But it's just like, I didn't egg the audience on. The audience was there. They were enjoying it. It was a taping. They're excited. And none of those applause breaks were forced or anything. But then if you would have had no applause, no laughter, they would have said, well, hey, listen, you know, the audience is what they should like. Everybody's going to feed off of what they're doing. You know what I mean? Like they're so. So these people are making their decision based on what they're hearing. It's It's so ridiculous. It's like, yeah, here's another one. Here's a quote. By the way, this is one star. Here's a quote. Name the movie it's from. Because I do that movie. Quote, sure. Okay, so it's, you know, I gave him an offer he couldn't refuse. People say The Godfather. No, Brokeback Mountain. Right. That's the joke. Here's a quote. Name the movie it's from. I gave him an offer he couldn't refuse. Godfather. Nope. Off in 60 seconds. I hope you get The Tonight Show one day. <laughs> a, it's gone in 60 seconds. So you fucked up the quote. And I did do The Tonight Show 10 times. Um, How many are... <laughs> How many negative reviews are on there? What's like there, the there's average? quite a bit. What, what, what are the what's the average of you this know? Is the, this is the jolting thing about it all. Is I get four out of five stars, but you read those reviews, yeah. and you would think this is my first special. <laughs> boy, oh boy! I got to tell you, after hearing these, I feel so much better about that Gigmaster's review. I feel like I feel like I'm whole again. Well, the only thing about <laughs> Gigmaster is only 15 people saw it. Okay. Uh, 
liking this for the sole fact that it's non-PC humor is the equivalent of someone who eats meat saying they'll absolutely eat any kind of animal meat in the world because, hey, at least it's meat. If you want someone that's edgy and not scared of offending people, there's plenty of funny comedians and specials out there, but this is just tired. There's no wit, no thought, no nothing. It's just high school-level jokes that are supposed to shock but miss the mark by playing on stereotypes in a way that's boring. I haven't seen his show or any of his stand-up or any of his other stand-up. He may be good otherwise, but this fell flat. If you think this is one of the funniest things you've ever seen, I pray you find salvation in someone else. So... How does how does this review for you specifically for you personally yeah. right because it's just you it's mm-hmm. just you in the audience how does this affect you differently than when people shit on say Sullivan and Son which is kind of like an ensemble like does it affect you like because you're you know, an asshole no I'm being totally serious <laughs> no no because I, I'm being serious because Sullivan that's your baby you wrote that and you have like nine other people that are involved yeah. right so. Do you take the Sullivan and Son reviews more personally because well you know, reviews you're... don't matter as long as people were tuning in right so you know Big Bang Theory was it getting the best reviews when it came out of the gates of course not no it's a multi cam it's not going to be revered or respected amongst the industry but the ratings got to be so monumental for them right. that the industry had to respect them at some point. Um, so when Sullivan and Son the reviews first came out and look I could read those they're just they're pretty brutal. I mean, New York Times just, uh, I mean, the New York Times one especially, like, really, really kind of bothered me because the guy just didn't get the, um, he didn't get the show. He right. didn't get, um, here, I'll, I'll, I'll read it to you right now because he just didn't understand what my role was in the show. And I think once you read it, you're just like, eh. okay, Ge- uh, here we go. Give Steve Burns some credit. While characters like Ken Jeong's Chang in Community, Matthew Hoy's Han Lee in Two Broke Girls, and Margaret Cho's Kim Jong-il in 30 Rock gets laughs for being clueless, scheming, weird, asexual, and short, Mr. Byrne is playing an Asian-American paragon. Socially skilled, well-behaved, relatively tall, and attractive enough to have not one, but two sexy love interests. Now, if only he were funny. It's painful but necessary to report that Sullivan and Son, the new comedy starting Thursday night on TBS that stars Mr. Byrne as a stand-up, a stand-up comedian who created the show with Cheers veteran Rob Long, has fewer explosive laughs per episode than Mr. Jong provides per minute. And he says, I'm a comedian who created the show, but I get fewer laughs per episode than Ken Jung per minute. It's because I'm the straight man. Right. That's why. I was setting up the jokes. I was setting up everybody else in the bar. Right. Because the bar was to be the attractive place where all these, you know, off-kilter kind of characters or outlandish characters were going to be in the bar. And it was going to be a fun environment. So why would I be the outlandish one in the bar? It, do- it doesn't make any sense. So, so again, just out of the gates, he just did- doesn't understand my role as a straight man. And I think that anybody who is a reviewer would know having the education that he quote-unquote would, especially working at the New York Times, you would know that I am there to set up the jokes, especially in that pilot episode. So do those things affect me? Did it affect me? I mean, of course, yeah, when you're starting off and it's your first TV show. But look, the ratings kept coming in. We got renewed, and the reviews just don't mean anything. But I will say that, especially for Champion, you read these reviews and people are like, stereotypical, he's, he's a racist, he's making fun of ethnicities. It's, just, it's like, I've never heard anybody take stereotypes and bend the stereotypes. Because right. as a comic, Chelsea Handler in her special is making fun of an Asian girl in the front row. Oh, I, you know, I, don't, want, I don't want you driving the car. Big laugh. Right. Well, okay. But 
what if you take the stereotype of Asians driving? Why are they bad at driving? Why would somebody think that they're bad at driving? What, what would what is the antithesis or or the the building up to making say making people say Asians are bad drivers? We just got to say it. Why right. did that come about? So so I never heard anybody as a comic go through and take stereotypes and say, well, why is this true? Why did this occur? What is the bend on that? What's the angle on that? And so I explored stereotypes, and I've never heard anybody do that in all my years of stand up. So when they say he's He's stereotype. It's like no. It's the furthest thing from right. stereotypes. It's, it's, it's finding. It's defining the stereotype. And I've never seen anybody do that. But it's interesting because now your act has taken a, a kind of a spin a little bit. Now you're uh, certainly people seeing your new special next year. It'll be more about family life and being married and all that other stuff. That's kind of like the difference between Champion and this new special. Yeah, look, you know, you read these things and did did these reviews affect me? It's like, you know, I'm very proud of the work I did in Champion. I'm really happy with it. I'm proud of Burn Identity. I'm proud of Happy Hour because that's what I had at that time. And I know at that time, my education took me so far in comedy that that's where I was peaking, I think, at that moment in time where I was up every single week. You know, when I tour, I do 47, 48 weeks a year when I'm taping a special. So I will literally work every week. I'll go home. I'll retool jokes. I'll think about how I can make it better. And you just work your ass off on these on these jokes, on the material. And then when you see that people are taking it the wrong way and they're not listening, just like the Conan thing, it's right. like, no, you're hearing black. You're hearing gay. You're hearing AIDS. You're not hearing the joke. And so instantly you think I'm caustic. You think I'm being offensive. You think I'm being rude. It's like, no, I... I am all my jokes come out of a place of appreciation and love and respect for everybody that lives in in this country and I, I would always I was always hoping that my comedy would embody that but it just it, it, people just take it the wrong way and I think maybe maybe I'm I'm taking these reviews to heart too much but it's also the fact that they're the ones writing they're the ones that are pissed off enough so I did read all these and treat it almost like a focus group going into the next special, right. I just said, you know what, I'm just not doing racial material or or any of that kind of PC stuff. Because I did do it. I ran it into the ground, and I had fun doing it. But this next one, it's just like, you know, I'm always evolving. Your comedy is always evolving. Your writing should be evolving. So I think that that's the angle I'm going to take with this next when, one. When we were in Atlanta, I remember I did a joke on stage about it. I said, uh, oh, this club really takes great care of the talent. People started applauding, and I said, I'm being sarcastic. I said they don't give a shit about the talent. And then I did a joke about how they flew me out on Spirit Airlines. It was a big joke. And so the manager came back to me in the green room and she said, hey, could you not make fun of of us and the staff? Uh, I understand that you're shitting on us. And it was again, it was that whole thing of like, you guys aren't listening. I mean, I'm, of not, course, yeah. I'm not shitting on you guys at all. You know what I mean? So now the rest of the weekend they're looking at me like, oh, there's the asshole. Yeah, yeah. That's the tough thing these days is that pe- I, I just think that, again, with everybody having a voice, with everybody having just a few keystrokes, you can, I, I don't know, you can affect somebody. And I think it does, it definitely does get to us uh, uh, on some degree. Well, it's think, hard not you know? to, of course. Because you only, when you only read the negative, you know, it's like, it's like they rated it. Three out of five, three point nine out of five stars. So four stars. Good. So that's really good for a stand-up special on Netflix. But the reviews are negative. 
the ratings are positive. Right. So I guess if you like it, you just star it and you go 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 about your business. If you don't like it, I guess you're pissed off enough to sit there and go, fuck this guy. He's fucking, right. he hates everybody, he hates himself, he's a j-, whatever. But I would just ask anybody who's out there that is a comedy fan, listen to the joke. Right. Don't the listen to thing. these trigger words and try to understand where the joke's coming from. And look, at the end of the day, maybe I'm not doing a good enough job parlaying that, so maybe I just have to work a little harder to connect the dots so people understand that. So when I do go through these reviews, there is some constructive criticism in it, and I just thought, you know what? I don't want to polarize everybody. I want to win right. everybody over, and I want my comedy to be appreciated by everybody. Yeah, I, but that's I really never going to happen. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, no, I'm saying, like, you always, you know, this is doing stand-up. 200 people could be having a great time. You're going to focus on that one asshole. Well, three no, rows no, no, back. definitely not. not no, I want a majority of people right. to enjoy it. So, so the new one, I will be filming in Chicago, and it is a lot more personal. It's it's more introspective, and I'm really happy with it. So I can't wait to do it. Saturday, February 6th, Lincoln Hall Theater in Chicago, Illinois. Come on out. There's two tapings, seven, and I believe nine thirty or ten. You go to LincolnHall.com or whatever it's called. Uh, but oh. We, you got to give something. Yeah, I was going to say, do we got, got time? Got, yeah. Great. Uh, in honor, I was so excited about this, in honor of your Italian restaurant appearance oh, in Christ. South Florida, uh, we have been given by the fine folks at the Olive Garden, because when I posted that thing that said I got sick from them, they actually wrote me. They direct messaged me and said, are you okay? <laughs> they really <laughs> thought that I was sick from their food. And I will tell you, the Olive Garden is pretty good. That's, yeah. a, that's a good place. So we are giving uh, one of our amazing uh, listeners a $200 gift card to the Olive Garden. And uh, we're going to do caller uh, 11 for this one with the phrase that pays. And you will walk away with an amazing $200, which, which by the way, will get you a lot of food at the Olive Garden. Wow. $200, Olive Garden, caller 11, phrase that pays. Enjoy the fine Italian restaurant that we are providing. Well, Thank you, Olive Garden. Here we are at the end. Yeah. Of... I'm sure we'll get reviews about this one, too. <laughs> yeah probably yeah give us some reviews guys we're at iTunes if you like Champion maybe you can write something nice <laughs> at this point it's too late they should just start writing reviews about the new special what's no, the new one going to be called do we got a name I have no idea okay men and women are different because that's what it breaks down to I've seen the new act okay um, you could be fine at what Canon Comedy and I'm excited. Uh, you and I will be together uh, for some dates in November. Sacramento Punchline, Irvine Improv, San Jose Improv, Pittsburgh Improv for New Year's Eve. Yes. Uh, and then I'll be with you for your special next February in Chicago. Yeah. So everything I have is at Steve Byrne Live. Thank you guys so much for listening. I don't know if this one got a little weird, but uh, <laughs> but reviews are, you know, it's, yeah. it's a weird thing. It's... Some of them are good, some of well, them are listen, bad. Listen, as long as it's constructive, it's nice. But when it gets offensive, you're just like, "What the fuck?" It, it's not for us to decide if it got weird. We'll let people tell us if it got weird. That's right. Yeah. It's so all about the reviews. keep the reviews coming in. Yeah. Uh, at iTunes, and thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next Wednesday. Yeah.